Hi, everyone. My name is Geetha Ram. I'm the head of uh, Worldwide uh, Telco Compute at uh, Hewlett Packard Enterprise. How Open RAN ties to the AI and all that is something that people don't understand. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Geetha. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Catherine. Nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me and having me on the podcast. Yeah, today's going to be a good conversation. Um, We're going to talk a bit about OpenRAN. But Mm -hmm. first, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? Well, you know, uh, you probably won't get a standard answer from me, okay? Personally, uh, when I was young, uh, there was a there's a story which uh, I always rem- remember and I tell people. Uh, my grandma, she was a very very strong woman, and you know back in the whatever 30s 40s whatever back in India, right? She was a very strong woman, and I remember this story when or I remember it. It's not a story, but I remember it when um, you know there was uh, somebody in the family asking about. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, you know, when uh, you grow up and I think I was probably in, uh, you know, elementary or, you know, middle school, whatever. uh, And when you grow up, you know, you need to learn how to cook and you need to, you know, uh, you know, cooking, cleaning, the typical women thing. Right. And uh, I remember her saying, why? Well, Geetha is very, very smart and intelligent and she is growing to be, you know, uh, someone, you know, very high up somewhere. And she's going to marry someone who is going to cook for her. Right. And that's uh, that to me uh, was a way I was empowered in life. And that was my, um, you know, the, the starting point of, you know, what I can and cannot do because she stood for it and she kind of shared that with me as you can do whatever you want, Geetha type of thing. And then people ask me in my professional life, you know, what has empowered you? And what I say is when I'm recognized for something I do, when I recognize, when I'm recognized for my performance and when I'm not recognized as, oh, well, you know, you're recognized because you're a woman type of thing that empowers me. I love that story about your grandmother. That's really great. It just goes to show how important right. expectations are that you yeah. set for yourself and others. And they really do make a difference. And I think it's important to keep that in mind when you're talking to other young women about what you expect from them, exactly. or as a manager talking to your female employees, what you expect right. from them. Right. Uh, and your, you know, your second point, I said this over and over again, but that's something I struggle with is trying to figure out how to have platforms like this podcast that mm-hmm. highlight women, but aren't right. highlighting women because they're women, right? but are highlighting them because they actually have something really right. important to share and they have serious jobs that they're very good at and they have real knowledge. So right. that balance is hard. Moving on to the, uh-huh. the tech part of this tech uh-huh. podcast. So yeah. Open RAN was all the rage at some point, like right. for the last five years, huge right. topic. It feels yeah. like the excitement has died down a little bit perhaps replaced somewhat by things like generative AI and other topics. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe you can start by providing us with an update about where OpenRAN progress stands and if that hype 
I don't know if it's living up to some of that. It's always a hype with a shiny new object, right? Uh, that's the way it was with Open RAN several years ago. It was something new. It was going against tradition, uh, the appliance, the um, monolithic world that had been set up by the, uh, you know, the Huawei's, the Ericsson's, the Nokia's of the world, right? It was a hype. Good news is that it hasn't died down in the sense of uh, where it is with respect to execution. The hype has died down because it is now in the execution phase. Now it's well under, uh, you know, the, there's field trials, execution, all of the execution hurdles and all of the not so sexy stuff, right? Not the shiny object, okay? So therefore we will move on to the next shiny object, which is AI and, you know, inferencing and all that, right? But um, how the open RAN ties to the AI and all that is something that people don't understand. And what that is, is in uh, open RAN, there's two components. There is the, what they call the distributed unit and the central unit. And the distributed unit is the one that is the software that runs at the very, very edge by your base stations, you know, by uh, yeah, the, the last part of the network, which is extremely sensitive to latency, performance, et cetera. That thing needs to run no matter what. I mean, you can't take that server or take the server that runs that software and put something else in it to run with it. That, it's just not going to happen because no matter what, that thing has to be running because even when there's absolutely no traffic, if you need to make a 911 call, you know, emergency call, that has to be active. So you cannot touch that. However, there's a central unit, which is not in the data center, but which could be in an aggregated site, which is uh, closer to the edge that pools a whole lot of distributed units and, you know, provides uh, the single point of connection to multiple DUs, okay? That is pooling things and it may be serving one DU, but the other DU might be completely inactive. And so that CU is not completely active, right? That's where the AI comes in. If you had a purpose built for that CU, you couldn't run anything else. Whereas now that in the virtual RAN, open RAN, you have general purpose compute over there. Now you can start running things like AI inferencing, AI learning, all of those things. And that's how the operators are looking at this going, hey, you know, not only is, you know, how I set up my network for open RAN, I can actually use it for other things. And all of the things we talked about in the hype where, oh yeah, going open is going to help you do all these wonderful things, et cetera. Now they're thinking about it. So that's why that next hype of all of the AI and all that. And that's how it's tied to the open RAN part. Yeah, thank you for tying those two concepts together and basically answering a better question than I asked. <laughs> so I appreciate that because I think that that's um, an important thing to be thinking about right now, right? right. How do these right. previous concepts we've been talking about for the past five years right. uh, touch on and right. uh, connect to the topics we're now talking about? So um, thank you for that. All right. Tell me about this approach to Open RAN called inline. How does it work and what are the benefits? Acceleration of software, meaning that, you know, where you need to uh, do much faster processing, much more efficient processing than the normal x86 is absolutely required for RAN. Okay, that's, that's a given. 
it can't get away with that, uh, whether you go proprietary appliance RAN or open RAN, okay? You have to do that. Then from there, there's two ways of doing that. And there's one called look aside, one called inline. In the look aside, you have part of it accelerated by special hardware, and the other part still runs on the CPU on the x86, okay? That's why it's called the look aside. So you look you know, to your neighbor type of thing to do part of the processing, okay? Inline is where the whole thing, all of that acceleration is done on a card that is separate from the CPU. So the, the entire thing runs on that card and the card is the one that is the first point of entry for any phone call being made or any data coming in. And then all of the processing is done there, okay? Benefits of inline is with respect to the performance, you get a lot more because a lot of the complicated processing is done on this card that is highly specialized. You get much more uh, higher throughput, you get higher performance, better power, all of that, that good stuff, okay? There's also challenges, right? Challenges are that once you have a specialized card like that, then you do have the you know higher cost. Everybody's worried about the total cost of ownership and that total cost of ownership goes a little bit sideways because the card is expensive. People ask me, you know, do you just go with the inline or look aside? I mean, which one? And there is no clear answer because if you go to a rural uh, area and you deploy open RAN there, then you probably don't need that high performance, high cost. So you could get away with a look aside at a cheaper cost and you know lesser performance. Uh, but if you have a huge, you know, like massive MIMO and uh, say a, a dense London or Tokyo or New York, whatever, then you would need something like an inline because you would have a lot more cells and macro cells and micro cells and everything to cover in a very small area. And that's where you would need uh, something like an inline. I see, I see, cool. Okay, and my last question is a pretty broad one, but I thought it would be interesting to just ask you if there's anything else you'd like to share around your company's telco strategy for the rest of the year. You know, 2023 is kind of coming to a close, but right. what else do you guys have going on, whether that's open RAN related or right. or not? 2023 is closer for us, uh, you know, towards the uh, end of 23 is closer to us than uh, other companies because our fiscal year ends end of October, right? We are well into planning for 24. In 2024, there's going to be, especially on the telco side, there's going to be a much more, you know, uh, much higher focus, if you will, right? Not only RAN, but RAN, core, you know, all of the above, edge computing, you know, all of that stuff, a lot more focus on that, okay? Our focus in the telco area and broader, you know, enterprise is not going to be based, by the way, on server alone, meaning we're not going to just say, here's a box, uh, Mr. Customer, you know, take it, you know, and uh, do whatever with it, right? That's not how we're going to approach because that's not how we've been doing things lately. And what I mean by that is taking the full system and doing a TCO analysis for the full system. 
we work with our partners, whether it is, you know, the uh, NEPs like Nokia, Ericsson, et cetera, or OS CAS vendors like uh, Red Hat, AWS, et cetera, right? We work with them to kind of create a full system with the workload of the operator because each operator has a different workload based on, you know, the geographical needs and their own uh, deployment strategy, et cetera. And then we come up with, you know, here's the best system level bomb uh, bill of material for you. That type of, uh, you know, going at it from a system level offering and also uh, going in with that thought leadership to help the operators with this type of TCO, whether it's price, power, performance, et cetera, that uh, type of thing is something that we are uh, going to focus on. And then to add to that, sustainability and uh, power consumption and all that, right, is a huge thing. We're looking at everything from, uh, you know, not only the current ambient cooled servers, but also precision cooled servers. And how do we address this power requirements at the data center, rack of servers, as well as at the edge? That is something else that is also top of our mind. All right. Well, Gita, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and answering my questions. This has been really great. Well, thank you, Catherine. This has been a pleasure.